Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. And we return to Our American Stories and our Halloween special. Up next, a story about a man in a hermetically sealed see-through coffin in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Here's our own Monty Montgomery with the story of a glass coffin, a robbery, and a local legend. The year is 1927. The place, Benton Harbor, Michigan. Home of the House of David, a religious colony led by Benjamin Purnell who preached that if you followed his message and gave all your worldly possessions to him, you would never die. Unfortunately for Ben, though, he contracted tuberculosis, which he died from. Here's Chris Seriano with what happened next. He didn't teach ever that he was going to die. So here he died. And it's, it was pandemonium. It was mass chaos at the House of David. So Benjamin, they kept wrapped in damp, warm towels for eight days, thinking that he was going to rise again. Finally, the Barron County coroner said, listen, it's been eight days. You either bury the guy or we're going to bury him. But luckily for the House of David, they had the Soviets to look towards for inspiration. Well, during that process of having him wrapped like that, they found out the process that uh, linen in Russia had been uh, used to embalm and put his body in a hermetically sealed glass coffin. That's what they did. And there, Ben Purnell sat for the next 60-some years in his hermetically sealed glass coffin, 
while his massive mansion decayed around him as the House of David dwindled in numbers due to their belief in celibacy. But in 1988, twice the House of David Diamond House got broke into, but the first time that they ran quickly. The second time was not a good day. These kids, these four kids, had studied the movement of the House of David people. They had sat out in the woods. They were locals. They were in their backyard, basically. They figured out when the House of David people moved back and forth around the Diamond House. They came back on a particular day that they knew that there wasn't much movement, some one of the weekend days. They cut a hole in the roof of the Diamond House mansion where they dropped down and they spent the entire day stealing things. So vases, urns, statues, oil paintings from all over the world, these things came from the richest of rich people that joined. Those things disappeared. Well, one of the worst things that happened was they weren't satisfied with just items that were in the rest of the mansion. They wanted to see Ben because he's, that's a big, big, big part of our local history is him and his body being in there. And they found out that he was in his parlor. There's a stone wall that separates the catwalk from the Diamond House annex into his area. And it's got a big steel bank vault door on it. So there's no way you're getting through that door. And, the, and there's wired, electric wires, like shock wires from the door. So even if you touch the door, you're probably gonna go to heaven real quick or somewhere, right? So they went back, one of them was a contractor. They went back to his house, got a big ramming bar, and they rammed a hole through this stone wall. And they, they made it big enough where they could pull the rest of the rocks out and they could get their bodies through the hole. And they got into his parlor where his tomb is at. And I interviewed those people. They told me, Chris, when we got in there, it was like a pharaoh's tomb. So around Ben's glass-sealed coffin, which is, was up at an angle, were piles and piles of rings and diamonds and rubies and necklaces and vases. And it was like, what happened to the stuff when people came there? The, the beautiful things that they came there with. They couldn't have those anymore, right? They didn't know, they just had to give them away. Well, they were saved, the majority of them were saved in the Diamond House. So when he was buried, he was buried like a, like a pharaoh and, uh, and like a, an emperor. So they took some things off of that, but the sad thing was, is Ben, had a 22 karat diamond ring on his finger and a big, huge diamond filled uh, and ruby filled white gold custom made necklace from House of David Jewelers. They wanted those things bad and they took the pry bar, the ramming bar and pried this, the glass dome off of his coffin, which is hermetically sealed, can't be sealed again. But they, they, so they broke the ring off of his finger, broke his finger in the meantime and ripped the medallion off his neck. Um, and the 22 karat diamond on his finger was one of the biggest in the world at the time. So they got away, they got away with that break-in. 
and it was advertised all over, everywhere, all over the country. It was a big deal. Finally, the I interviewed the state police officer at my museum one day, and he said, Chris, I'm the one that made the arrest. And I said, tell me about it. And he said, we had, we had pictures. The House of David had, people had pictures of all these things that were in the diamond house. And, and he said, we're, me and my partner are driving through Benton Heights, which is a rough part of Dodge in this area. And uh, we look over and in front of this trailer is this little nickel plated parlor stove with flowers growing out of it. That was it, right? So they walked up to the door, knocked on the door, and a lady answered and, and uh, said, ma'am, we love that stove that you have out there. Can you tell us where you, where we can get something like that? And she said, well, my ex gave it to me for some gift, but he doesn't live here anymore, but here's his name and phone number. Bam! He gets busted, he's got loose lips, they all go, to, they all go down, right? So, come to find out, and both the people that did the job did the stealing and the police officer told me that what happened was because there was such a massive amount of things because it was so written about in the media they were afraid to sell up everything so they took everything and divided it equally amongst them were and then they would take it and hide it one hit it like in the upstairs of his barn the other guy hit it in a storage area in his basement the lady hit it, Clawson lady hit it underneath her wrap around her mobile home. None of them sold anything. They, so they got all that stuff back, except the 22 carat diamond ring, which McCoy Brothers appraised at like two and a half million dollars, and the giant medallion, which was appraised at over a half a million dollars. They found out that those kids took those to the south side of Chicago and sold them to a uh, jewelry dealer there, like a swap guy, for 12,000 cash. And then he, back then you didn't have to have anybody's driver's license, you didn't have to ask questions, you just bought stuff and sold stuff. So he had taken the diamond and out and sold it to a diamond buying place in London for like 60,000. Supposedly they chopped it up and sold it off differently so it wouldn't be detected. But that that's it, all gone now. The scariest thing was the girl that told me the story. She came in my museum twice, two days in a row, spent hours without saying one word. And finally, uh, I went up to her, my mom and I were there, and I said, Man, you seem really fascinated by this story. Can, can you tell me why? And she said, do you want to know? And I said, yeah, I do want to know. And she said, I'm the one that broke in the diamond house. And I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, th this is all my stuff is right here in front of her. And she was capable of getting into this place. So she went on to tell me the whole story. The whole, all the details, it was so good. I should have filmed her, but she was a mammoth girl. She kind of killed me. But in the end, she said, Chris, you know what? I would do it again right now. She says the best high I ever had in my life. <laughs> I'm thinking, I can't buy a good enough security system at this point. <laughs> And it's a big country, my mom used to always tell me as a kid, explaining the unexplainable to me, and the fun, and the weird. 
And my goodness, this is both fun and weird. And as hard as these guys and this one sort of cult leader tried to talk about his eternal life and everyone else's, well, a little something happened. He died. And everybody else was going to die, too. The story of a strange, almost little cult in Benton Harbor, Michigan. The House of David, here on Our American Story. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details offer expires may 31st 2024 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply 500 minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by ncua